Hey guys, and welcome to Trans Talk for Men, the podcast all about trans attraction and relationships. Uh, I'm Eric, and always with me as always is my co-host Chris. What up, Chris? What's going on? Uh, now, normally we'd sit here and we'd shoot the shit, but we're actually got a pretty uh, pretty fun interview that we're gonna jump right into. We have Stan and Crystal from the Trans Entertainment Network with us today, and that's a music network. Uh, guys, what's going on? Everything's great. Hey, hello, hello. Um, so yeah, so we, we got you guys on and, um, we're going to have an open topic, but just to let everybody know what we're going to talk about real quick is, uh, you guys have, you guys, um, Stan, you run the trans entertainment network, uh, and yes. Crystal, you're a performer singer. What, what would you prefer to be called on that one? I think it's, I would say singer, but, um, some people consider themselves performers on that, uh, on that front, but, um. Uh, we have you guys here, and it's a uh, music-based network that is uh, for uh, trans musicians, which is pretty fucking neat. We figured we'd had to get you guys on an interview because that is uh, certainly, like I said, unique and definitely worth talking to you guys about. But before we begin that, uh, we have our fun opener stupid question, which is uh, for both of you, Stan and Crystal, um, who who would you want to play you in an autobiographical movie about yourself? <laughs> so, Stan, we're going to kick it over to you. Now, if I had to guess real quick, just from okay. the sounds of it, just from just from hearing your voice, I, I would have to bet Sean Connery for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> I um, can see maybe uh, Denzel, maybe. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Doing me? <laughs> well, no. Which, which Denzel? Is Washington. Tra- training day. Training day Denzel. Yeah, training day Denzel. Well, not training day Denzel, but um, you know, uh, like I would Denzel. say Denzel from Fences. Okay. From Fences. Right. Yeah. Really? Now, why Denzel from Fences? That that one intrigues me. Because actually, that's more my kind of personality. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're way into baseball, is what you're saying. Right, well, yeah. you know, I used to and, be. And never fixing fences. I got right. it. <laughs> um, man hustles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. You're, you're, uh, okay. you're a hard worker. I can, I see that. Right, right, right. Hey, Denzel's the man. You couldn't, I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a choice right there. So. Can't yeah. Wrong. Nope. Uh, Crystal, what about you? Who would you, who would you have play you in an autobiographical movie? Now, just, just from the little bit that we've heard of you, my <coughs> guess for who would play you is definitely Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah. That's Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, she is a pretty woman, but I would have to pick Beyonce. Beyonce. Period. Okay. Why is that? Um, what I think she like? has the vocal ability to portray me. <laughs> the, vocal, the vocal ability. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess that makes. I mean, I guess that makes total sense. To, you know, from a singer to a singer, right there. So, um, is this uh, Cadillac Records, Beyonce, or Dreamgirls, Beyonce? This would have to be Cadillac Records mixed with Obsessed Beyonce. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. There's an interesting take right there. I can I can dig that. So there you go, guys. A little bit about yourselves. Glad we we got that going. Let's get right into the meat of this. Okay. Uh, thanks. So Stan. First question is going to you. So, uh, we want to know 
what led you to starting this business? What what led you to starting Trans Entertainment uh, Network? Okay, well, I'll make a long story short. I started because uh, I was uh, my son is is an artist as well. Okay. So I was working with my son, and then at the time it was back in 2015. Uh, I was asked to be the talent coordinator for the Atlanta Underground Music Awards. Okay. Well, and it's a, it's a nice event. It's just like when they do the BET Awards, you know, like all mm-hmm. week there's showcases going on. So like when BET uh, Hip Hop Awards is here, uh, during the week they have different showcases and parties like T.I., Jeezy, and throw parties. And then that mm-hmm. Sunday night is the actual taping of the show. So the Atlanta Underground Music Awards is doing the same type of thing. But it was just too many showcases. So I said, why don't we create an LGBT night? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people just kind of threw their hands up like, uh, do you think this can work? Well, what happened was once we announced it and I started working with it, um, we had I had an initial meeting and we had people from all over the country come. It was unreal. Mm-hmm. It must have been 100 people and maybe 90% was all trans. Okay. And so what happened, it, it, it went from just a showcase to an event. So once okay, we did the showcase at the uh, at Atlanta Underground Music Awards, that's when I met uh, Waka Flocka's mom, Deb Etney, with Love and Hip Hop. Oh, okay. Uh, I was at the radio station being interviewed by one of her DJs mm. who uh, was working with me. And so Deb... Uh, I was leaving, going to my car, and she sent security out. I, I, I thought I stole something. I was put something in my pocket, maybe, because they ran out <laughs> after me, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, I know I didn't take nothing out of here. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, you know, Deb wants to talk to you. So she just found intrigued with what I was doing and the whole trans thing. And um, it turned into, once we did the music awards, mm-hmm. nobody wanted to go back home. Okay. Everybody wanted to stay in Atlanta. And so it started all this conflict because the husbands was like, my wife got to go home, but the wives are saying this is an opportunity, and this man in Atlanta is providing these things. So what we did was we did a uh, what we call trans empowerment night. So it was nothing but trans models, trans designers, trans artists. It was just all trans. Mm-hmm. And so once that was done, I swore to God I would never do that again. I've never been through so much. I mean, just... Why, then, why, why would you never do that again? Oh, because I never realized the conflicts in the, in the community between the girls. Oh, okay. And just the backstabbing. And just... I just was like, you know, if you guys unite, do you realize how powerful you could be? And everybody wants to be the first trans this, the first trans that. And the whole thing is, if one of you guys makes it, <laughs> Everybody can tag along. That was the whole purpose of it. So once it was over with, um, now that's when I had a few people wanted to say, hey, look, Stan, you got something going. You know, we really need you to help us with this. So that's how I actually started the label. And that's really how I got created. And it's been a, it's been a piece of work. And one thing that, uh, happens when you're dealing with a lot of the community is that um, reality TV is ruining a lot of people's minds because everybody wants to be, you know, that bitch, you know, 
Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be the controversy, controversy person. So that those attitudes were the things that were ruining them. Because you can't, when you come with all these attitudes and you really have ne- never done anything, that's going to keep you from doing anything. R- M- Nicki Minaj has every right to be a bitch. But she's also humble. And she knows where she started. And so she does, she has, she she can, she, and plus she's humble with what she does. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these girls just like being a villain. I see. And, and that's before you even get started. And so it just creates a lot of issues. And I tell all the girls too, whatever you do, tell your boyfriend or your husband or significant other what you are doing. Because you're going to need their support. And a lot of the girls, oh, my man supports me 100%. He does this, he does that. But once the men start seeing things take off, now the whole thing changes. Now the insecurity comes in on their part. Well, now my girl is traveling. My girl is... So now a lot of men don't like the fact that the women are going to... That can outdo them. So... Those are some issues. I was dealing with all kind of issues with that. Yeah, but yeah. what I decided to do was once we got things down, like right now, the, the, the artists I have right now are, are, the, are the best group I have. And right now wow. we're working about five artists. And I got dedication with it because a lot of the girls into the music business thinking that all I got to do is get on Facebook and Instagram and twerk and show my butt and shit. And then I'm going to sit back and, 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 and people going to, uh, like me. Well, part of the problem with that is when you spend all your time going to the studio and you spend all your money in the studio, then you got music. So now once you start posting the links to your music, that's what you have to start doing. So I would tell the girls, I don't care if you twerk and show your ass and all that, but have a link to your music. Well, the big thing with that was, well, when I link my music links on, I don't get nearly as many likes as I normally would get. So it really wasn't about this, about popularity. And you have to want to do this as a passion. And the problem with reality TV is that when a lot of girls see this, they think that people came out of nowhere and just became successful. And it's a lot of work and you have to invest in yourself. And one of the problems with that is, too, is that the girls don't want to invest in themselves. You know, they think that as a manager, it's my job to come up with all the money. It's my job to do that. Mm -hmm. And I just use the analogy if I was the manager of Macy's and then Macy's hired me as the manager, but yet I got to go buy all the merchandise and the products. It don't work that way. Mm-hmm. Macy's hires me to manage their products. That's what you are as an artist. I work for you. You hire me to manage you. And so a lot of the girls really, it's, it's really a hard thing. And, and it's really, you know, a lot of the girls don't understand that. And I work with, when the girls hit me up all the time, want to work with me, the thing that turns them off is the fact that they didn't know there's that much work involved. That once you get on that stage, once you get out there with that music, you have to, you know, I hate when you go on, on, on Facebook and you posing with Hennessy with 20 girls and you got your crew, but then you can't even get five of them to download a track for 99 cents. Mm-hmm. You can't even get one of them to spend $10 to come see you perform. But yet you all over social media, you have to build a team. And so I work with girls as much as I can, 
But like I said, it's it's a lot that they have to get educated on. Uh, getting with uh, 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 a performance rights organization like BMI, ASCAP. You know, there's a whole lot more to that. You know, there's radio play involved. You got to pay for those things. Mm-hmm. You know, when girls sit back and say, well, Stan, when I, when, when I do a show, I want to be paid. Well, that's fine. But when I go to a promoter, he don't give a damn how bad you are. I don't care how bad. Can she, can she bring people? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. they want. They don't care. Well, tell, let him know I'm the baddest rapper out there. Well, <laughs> yeah, but can you draw people? His concern is what's coming through that door. He don't give a damn how bad you are. And then the same thing when 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 uh they when they when they uh talk about other artists, oh they whack, they this. But how can you call them whack when they're on? So they already know how to play the game. And you guys don't want to learn how to play the game. And you can't change the rules of the game. You know, what we're doing with Trans Entertainment Network is we are breaking barriers, for sure. And most of the venues we perform in are straight venues. And the reason for that is we don't get any love from the trans community whatsoever. Well, I want to. I, wanna, I definitely want to talk about that in a minute, but right. um, I, I have a couple questions about that before we get into not getting any love, um, okay, and, uh, and stuff like that. But um, so, I, I one of my questions is for Crystal, which is, uh, you know, being there, uh, being Stan's fiance, um, being a, uh, being an artist that that works with him. Do you ever try to take any of those girls under your wing to? Uh, help them out at all to um, show them the ropes to show them how you did what you came from stuff like that uh, sh- kind of show them how the business works absolutely I always make room for every artist that comes to our label mm-hmm. um, I also want to make it clear that we don't just focus on trans women we also welcome trans men as well Okay. Um, but I am also acting as the president of the company Okay. So, to be quite honest, people think that I get special treatment, but I do a lot of work for the other artists. I do a lot of um, the footprint work and a lot of things that are very necessary to get the music (coughs) out and promote the artists. And a lot of times, I get the back burner, and they don't see that. Yeah, and that's sort of and that's sort of why I asked that is because it, it sounds like it sounds like Stan does a lot of the producer work. He he brings the girls in and he says, you know, I expect you guys to get in the studios and I expect you guys to record and I expect you guys to be uh, uh, passionate about this. But well, he's you know, not a he's not a producer. Okay, he is the CEO and manager okay. Okay, of I see. the sorry, label slash management company. Trans oh, okay. Entertainment, yes, is a label slash management company for trans artists. Being okay, I see. I see. I see. I yes, my my mistake there, but um, mm-hmm. it, it sounds like he he does a lot of the sort of like studio work in the sense of not not to say that he works in the studio but he mm-hmm. sounds like he does a lot of the but i will get yeah i'll get you the venues but you mm-hmm. really have to put out the music and that's why well I i'll go in the studio with the girls well no that's i guess, I guess that's not what i'm saying yeah so so, f- so real quick first of all i'm pretty ignorant about the music industry okay oh, that's um, okay i get you back so <laughs> I, I i pretty much what i know is like studios microphones and that's about it and booking but, well, um, Stanley does have enough connections to get you in front of people, get you into the studio, right. and to do some of the behind-the-scenes work that it takes to make sure that you're getting your credits for your music 
putting the music out, not just recording music for fun, but uh. we want to make a profit from this. Oh, so, for sure. And yeah. what I what I was hearing Stan say was that a lot of these girls they'll come in and they'll be like, "Okay, I'm here. I have a big ass. I can shake it, and I don't want to do any other work." And it sort of sounds like to me that. I, I well, I had I had the idea, and that's why I asked. Do you step in and say, "Hey, girls, th- I've done this. I've walked the walk. I've played the game. This is how we're going to go through it. This is how we're going to make this work." That kind of thing. You know, do you relate to them? Um, that... I definitely relate. Yeah. But as of lately, I've learned to just watch because I don't want to waste my time investing into somebody that's not really serious or that's not going to really take the time to put in the work. I've mm-hmm. even gone as far as giving songs away that I have written myself and are dear to and I've taken a song and say hey I'll give you this song learn it get back to me and they don't get back to me kind of kind of give them a chance yeah you give them a chance to see you know what they really really do because we can go and put so much behind the person and then they'll either not stick with it or the next opportunity that comes along, they take that and they run with that, and we don't hear from them anymore. Yeah. Do so. you do you guys do you guys get the sense that with some of your artists that come in, and I, I it's super cool that you guys work with trans men as well. Um, we're gonna tr- focus it towards the mm-hmm. uh, towards the, um, the trans women. Yeah, the the women side. Um, okay. But do you do you find that you get artists that come in that kind of look at you stand and sort of say. Oh fuck you! You don't really know me. You don't really know my struggle. And Crystal, do you step in with those girls and be like, "I know your struggle"? Um, once again, it's kind of hard mm-hmm. nowadays to do that sometimes because mm-hmm. people get offended so quickly. Oh sure. And I definitely try to be that person, but then. I'm getting called arrogant and you're you're not Diana Ross, you're not Beyonce, you're not this and you're not that. Um, yeah. And it's that it's as that far as this label is concerned, I am that. Yeah, it's 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 that infighting, it's that cattiness. Yeah. Chris, jump Chris, jump on in here. I haven't heard you in a while. What what are you thinking? Uh, yeah. Um so I mean it, I mean I, I think Stan and, and Crystal get it, you know, because they're professionals. They've been working in this for a while. And, you know, I, I think what happens what I, you know, what happens a lot with uh, a lot of really younger people, and please tell me if y'all are getting older people like this, and I can see that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, look, great media, great things don't happen overnight. It takes mm-hmm. practice. It takes right. dedication. And a lot of people sitting at home, they think, oh, yeah, well, I can just get on and just show up and do this. And it's like, no, right. you can't, because that's not how the pros do it. Exactly. For example, um, we have a new artist that is um, joining us, and we went and had a meeting with her on yesterday. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I gave her a lot of advice as far as, um, you know, she was saying, do you get nervous when you get on stage? And I said, the nerves do hit sometimes right before I get on the stage, like literally right when it's time. But if I'm well rehearsed and I know exactly what I'm doing, I'm more thirsty to get up there than nervous. Mm-hmm. Like I'm ready to get up there and show what, what I've got. So I gave her a lot of advice and I told her I would help her with strong with, with song structure because she's a she's a great lyricist. But we have to learn how to build the songs. And I told her whatever she needs, when you're ready to go in the studio, I will be there in the studio with you. 
when mm-hmm. you're ready to put your look together, I will be there to help you get your look together. And in return, she does hair and makeup, and she wants to do that for the girls on the label when we go out and do things together. So we are definitely trying to build a team and have a strong base and foundation. But my idea is that no one artist is bigger than the label itself. Any mm-hmm. artist should be able to come and go, including myself, and Tan should be able to still stand in a strong presence, no matter who, you know, on the label, because it has been um, a forever changing roster over the past few years. And that's what's made me realize that it really doesn't matter who's on the label. We just really have to build the brands and keep the name Tan going. And, and, um, and I understand the struggle. Oh, you know, I've dated uh, trans women since high school. So, okay. yeah, and, and so I definitely understand every all of it through all these years. Even, you know, uh, I had a girlfriend once that really laid it out to me one day. Was, uh, she you know, one day she said, you know, Stan, you get to wake up every morning and put on your pants and go out and do the world being you. She said, do you know how hard it is for me to be me? And that just hit me hard, like, wow. I guess it is hard for you. And I'm talking even some years back where you get up every day and even though you were born male, you live in your truth and how hard it is for society to allow you to do that. So that's one of the things that once I entered in with this label was I'll work with anybody that's willing to put in the work and I'll meet you 50-50 on a lot of things. But one thing you have to do is be humble to what we do and be willing to work with everybody. Work with Crystal. Work with the other artists. It's a team. Mm-hmm. And, sure. if, yeah, and if you're not a team with this, you know, this is not for you. And a lot of girls just refuse to do that. You know? Uh, do, you, do you think that their refusal to work as a team... Um, and both of you can definitely chime in on this one. Do you think their refusal to work on it? This is this is what popped into my head when you said that. Do you think their refusal to work as a team comes from their being trans? In that, uh, I I feel that I've talked to a lot of trans women, and a lot of their experience tends to be I've had to do for myself. I've had to fend for myself. I've had to uh, pretty much craft everything that is my life with my own hands. And do you mm-hmm. feel that that makes them sort of averse to the teamwork i don't no i don't want to um what's the word narrow that down to a trans issue Mm -hmm. that's that's an individual issue okay i mean that's that's totally that's totally Mm -hmm. fair and i'm not i'm not trying to narrow it down one way Mm -hmm. or another that's just what Mm -hmm. struck out to me when i was uh when when we were talking about that and especially in regards to this particular this particular well, I think the, um, the bad bitch culture that they talked about earlier really kind of plays a part in that. It's yeah. that's what it, it's more that um, oh, you yeah. know, okay. I, yeah, it's 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 everywhere out here. Every chick on Instagram wants to be that one, right? They want to be just like the baddest bitch on Housewives of Atlanta, mm-hmm. hip hop, whatever yeah. the fuck. Mm. And um, you know, and I'm I'm actually pull this question a little bit earlier in our lineup since we're talking about you oh, know. No reality TV show and all that stuff. Right. Don't you know, break my um, lineup. I'm sorry, what? I said, don't break the lineup. No, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, hey, I'm we're kidding. on the topic now. So I'm I really wanted kidding. to get your thoughts. Like, because, you know, Sydney Starr right. has been on Love & Hip Hop. Right. 
And, you know, she's kind of made her mark and done her thing. And I really wanted to get your thoughts on, like, like I mean, what do you think? Like, because I will consider you a professional at this point. Like, what's your opinion? Like, is there, do you think she'll, like, I'm sorry. First off, what do you think of her music? Um, do you think it's dope? Do you think it's okay? I don't style? like it. Um, I think she has some talent. Okay. But the thing that when she went on that show, she went on there doing exactly what they wanted her to do. And she had an opportunity to really open up a lot of doors, <laughs> not only for herself, because mm-hmm. they made her more of a, I'm going to say the word mockery on the show mm-hmm. and stereotype. Yeah. So now I was approached to do reality TV. And we did the love and hip hop, uh, a couple of tapings with that. And when I sat down with the people about a reality show, uh, I was excited about it when they approached me. But the whole concept was wrong. Mm-hmm. And they had me sit in this meeting. And uh, Deb Atney was one of the people there. And my thing was, you guys want to... I, th- I thought we were going to focus on the girls trying to make it in this business. And me building a label. What they wanted to do was turn into me just being the tranny chaser of Atlanta. Mm. Oh, damn. And that's how they were trying to sell this to me. Yeah. And so we did a couple things where you had Logo there, the BET was there, VH1 was there. So we had all the networks was at this meeting. And the thing that got me was this meeting was called and set up. So when I got there, I didn't know this was even going to happen. I just thought I was going to be sitting down having a meeting with one person. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, so now I'm thinking, well, we're going to talk about my artists. This is a great thing. Now, what's so funny was, I don't want to use names so much in this, but um, when they, we did a, they did a, a show with, they had a panel together with, and I helped put that panel together with all these trans girls and um, Waka Flocka's girlfriend was being attacked by all, you know, it's a, it's a lot to that. But anyway, it was one of the tapings. And what they wanted to focus on was this conflict. We had, you, are, are you guys familiar with D. Smith? Mm, yeah. I don't know him. Okay, she produced Lil Wayne, but she did it as a, as a male. Okay. And then she transitioned and they had on Love and Hip Hop. Okay. So yeah. one of the conflicts was going to be between me and her. Oh. And I had no idea they were even setting this up. Okay. So uh, I was the guy that had nothing, and she was the girl that was going to produce my artists and put me on the map. I see. And that's how we met. And it started all this nonsense. But at the meeting, I agreed to do a couple of the let the camera follow me around thing. And so I was talking with young Jock about it uh, at one of the tapings. And Jock was saying, you know, you have to agree to let them know what your itinerary is. Because no matter what it is, they can show up with cameras no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. You're agreeing to that. I was in a club called Harlem Nights. Not Harlem Nights, uh, Havana. In Atlanta. And so they had the cameras, oh, and like the guys so told me... Buckhead? Huh? Yeah, Buckhead. Buckhead, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. And so I was told by the people, hey, the camera's going to follow you. You'll be used to it. So you kind of get used to it. Anyway, I'm in mm-hmm. Atlanta, and a couple guys come up to me, and they say, hey, ain't you the guy that works with these uh, tranny girls? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And they were like, man, look, can I ask you a question? Hey, do you do you get to, do the girls fuck you? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. And I was like, dude, I said, hey, I'm sorry about that. I was like, dude, I can't answer that question. And the producers in them came running out, jumping on me. Answer the fucking question. Answer the damn question. People want to know. They want to know, do, do, do your girls fuck you? Mm-hmm. And at that point, I said, <laughs> I can't do this. Mm. You know, and yeah. what happened was the person that was the producer that was putting this show together. Now, a lot of a couple of girls that I fell out with because of this, the, the whole uh, trans empowerment event, it was a nightmare. They start calling me. And I'm like, one of the girls called me. I say, wait, didn't you just curse me out yesterday? I know, Stan, but. This is a good opportunity, and you should do it because you can help all the girls, and you can really help us all out if you do this, man. Because if you don't do it, we ain't gonna have you. The only person that can get us this platform. And so, uh, Deb Anthony Walker's mom told, called me and said, "Stan, think about it. You need to do this show. You'll be the most powerful man in the fucking world because you're letting people know it's okay to date trans women. You know, <laughs> but you wanted to portray me as a train chaser." Mm-hmm. And they trying to pimp you for a fucking reality <laughs> show, bro. I got family. You know, it's, it's a lot of things I'm not going to sell my soul for. Because if it never worked out, then what do I do later? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I know that I, I'm not against doing reality, but it's got to be done the same way they portray. I told that the same way they portray you. They just show you running the business. Well, you know that ain't gonna happen, man. So, like, yeah. you, you saw the other side, like, <laughs> and I'm telling you, as somebody that works with entertainment TV, everything is scripted. You know it. You, I'm sure they had. They was like, say this line. Well, just yeah, like that's this. what I was gonna say. As far as the question that was asked about City Star, um, I personally have not heard her music, but I okay. have met her in person, and mm-hmm. she's a lovely young lady, and she's pretty chill and pretty mellow. And I don't believe that the persona that we get on Love and Hip Hop is actually Sydney Star, who mm. she is as a person. Mm. I definitely right. believe she read into the scripts and the plot that was given to her. And they did not portray her to me in the best light, but I feel like I know her a little better than that. So I can't really judge off of, you know, what you see on TV. You just can't. Um, no, that's, that's totally true. Cause yeah. like, I, I met, you know, actually, uh, I met Hazel E. Um, a few years ago mm-hmm. and had a great conversation. We, we hung out. We just sat and talked for like, gosh, it was easily like an hour and a half. Uh-huh. And I didn't even know the show yet. All I knew was that she was a very intelligent young lady, super mm-hmm. smart, had all of her shit together, didn't come off as messy mm-hmm. or hood or, or just like unpredictable. She was a very well put together lady and I usually don't go for that, for that bullshit. And um, wow. Right. She really impressed me, and um, then I watched the show like two weeks later. I'm like, this is definitely not the person. Not the know. same person, exactly. <laughs> not the person that I had that great conversation with. Right. No, they're exactly. just using them as a prop. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it, that's what it sounds like to me. Is that it sounds like Sydney Star and uh, Hazley there got used as a prop and Crystal. That sounds like what you were sort of saying as well. Is that. She's a different person on and off the TV. And yeah. it's just they and, you know, Stan, you kind of chimed in with that as well, that they sort of portrayed her as as oh. your stereotypical sort of porn star, you know, right. Like, just going there raising hell. 
Yeah, well, that and and almost it sounds like and now see, I didn't ever watch Love and Hip Hop. Um, yeah. I haven't had I have one. I haven't had cable in like ten years. But okay. Um, uh, but um, it it, so, it it sounds like they were like, oh, this is she's more of a thing than a person. Exactly. Right. Um, it, they were playing into the fad right. of this trans epidemic because Sydney Star is definitely more talented than what they portrayed her. Uh-huh. to be on that television show right. and it is definitely a a, 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 a I would say a, a thing right now right. Well, and what we're trying to do here at trans entertainment is normalize trans living and trans yeah yeah and I certainly I certainly hear that um, in uh, in what Stan was saying about you know him being approached for reality TV and having the cam- cameras on him and saying that this isn't really my jam. I'm not here to talk about who fucks what, when, and right. why. I'm more here to promote artists and make this a normal fucking human thing where you don't ask a producer if they fuck all their artists. You right. just ask who are they promoting right now or who are they really pushing or mm-hmm. who's the next big deal or... Or just show the struggle of the girls yeah, yeah, they yeah, go yeah. through, their families. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and it, 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 it's that Man, sort of that thing where... Dope. It's that sort of thing where you're just, you were just, at the same time, you were being used, uh, Stan, to be like, oh, this is what the guys really want, this is how the guys right. really are, all the guys that like trans chicks uh, are doing nothing but fucking them, and then, uh, the, but the other part is, is that, um, you know, I, I can say that, that it's, it's, it takes a lot to do what you did, which is essentially say, no, nah, fuck this, I'm, I'm all about the authenticity of it, I'm not about this uh tabloid bullshit where it's you know i'm gonna be like oh you know this girl right here now she'll she's good in the sack and she can play music right or sing and whatever <laughs> where you were you it sounded you were like no fuck fuck off this is about music this isn't about me having sex this isn't about right this and that and that's that that is refreshing to hear because a lot of people when given the opportunity will take the tabloid route because the tabloid route as shitty as it is gets eyes on things you know you get well, to you and a lot of times, the yeah. girls approach me about doing music, and then they be upset because I don't hit on nobody. You know? Interesting. I, yeah, a lot of them want to be hit on. Or well, they'll do the first thing. a lot of girls in the business, though, man. Yeah. A lot of girls get out there trying to be messy, and oh, that's yeah. why some people don't. Like, my cousin is a producer, mm-hmm. like, Grammy nominated three times. I just hang around him and, him and just see what's what. Right. And, like, he will actively avoid certain women right because he doesn't want to produce them because you know you're going to be looking for something else right and he just he's like no i I can't produce you are they are they looking for something else and uh sam this is and crystal this is to you Mm -hmm. are they are they looking for something else or do they think that that is their road to success is to have you hit on them have them be so desirable by everybody that's around that we portray uh, just women in general to be you have to be desirable or you're nothing well Crystal well, can, can us as trans women mm-hmm. we are very sexual beings mm-hmm. and as you said we also have a strong desire to be wanted mm-hmm. um, when I approached Stanley though <clears throat> I strictly reached out to him to manage the group that I was in with two other trans women of color. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I could see an attractive man, but I didn't think anything past, you know, doing business. 
And right. I'm pretty sure that that's what attracted him to me mm-hmm. um, when we first met because it was just very easy breezy and neither one of us was like coming on to each other. We were both strictly about the business. Mm-hmm. It was professional. But, exactly. Right. But um, obviously women use what they have a lot of times to get what they want, not just trans women. Um, and guys do it too. So Oh yeah, and it wasn't even so much as oh, me yeah. saying that mm-hmm. they use what they have. It's do is Oh, but it... they do. Oh, they I, do. I, I... I don't doubt it by any mm-hmm. means. It's it, uh, what my my train of thought was. We sort of put that expectation on these women that you have to jump through these hoops first, and it sounds sort of Stan. It sounds sort of to me like you're like mm, don't jump through the same hoops that you would with uh, a movie producer or whatever, where you have to come in with a low cut top or I have to see your boobs or right. you, know, you do the what can you do for me sort of business. Right, you're mm-hmm. just like. What do you have to bring to the table? Well, it's not well, a lot of times what's sad to me is that, especially when it comes to trans women, we yeah. have put these statistics on ourselves. Um, we portrayed ourselves in a way to make us over-sexualized so that when we're approached, we almost expect to be hit on. We almost expect for a guy to flirt with us or come off to us disrespectfully mm-hmm. just to shut him down and get gratification out of that and then try to dog him out for doing That's... exactly what you wanted him to do. Right. That's interesting. That's interesting that you say that, Crystal, and I want to follow that train of thought real quick um, because I've we've not yet had a guest, uh, guest say that, that it is within the trans community that have the women have sort of sexualized themselves. I hear a lot of the other way where the men have sexualized the trans women. Oh no, the men are just playing into it. Um, right. You know, when and, I was single mm-hmm. and I was, you know, absolutely on, obviously on the dating scene, mm-hmm. it got boring and tired really, really fast because guys come straight at you like, they'll come, okay, I'll meet a guy, he might not know that I'm trans and he's mm-hmm. very respectful and he wants mm-hmm. to do things for me, he wants to buy me things, he wants to take me places, he wants to take mm-hmm. me around his family, do things publicly. And then the moment that I tell him I'm trans, it goes from that to he just wants some oral pleasure mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. And that's because a lot of girls get down like that. That's how they present themselves and that's what they're used to. And Crystal, real to, to, to when you and I first start, started to date and it became more public, Look at all the, the backlash you you got from well, all. Oh yeah, the, when I came into the, I lost the, all my artists. Yeah, when I came onto wow. the label, the entire original roster had to change because everyone had a serious issue with the fact that I was dating the boss, and it became it, it made a lot of riffraff. It made a lot of hate. Um, to this day, I get a lot of hate. Matter of fact, yesterday a girl made a very negative comment under one of our photographs that we had posted. And this is a girl that's been around forever and she's always, you know, saying negative things. So we I experienced a lot of that in the, the, the community. Yeah, and once I started dating Crystal, just the backlash of, and I would tell the girls, what is the problem with me being in a relationship with somebody? Well, I've been working with you for six months and you never came on to me, you never did this, you know? And it would just cause all kind of, oh, it's crazy. So we had to really start all over again. Yeah. Once I entered a relationship. Yeah. (laughs) 
so so yeah um so, so there was a, so that you got some backlash how how long I want I want to follow I want to follow the the path line of backlash we actually had that in our outline to talk to mm-hmm. you guys about if you've gotten any backlash but um I want to I want to set it up so Crystal you came into the scene you were working and then you started dating Stan how how far was this into the process of the Trans Entertainment Network being around how how long had it been around was it still new was it Stanley was it started Stanley started Trans Entertainment Network in 2015. Um, briefly before that, Trans Entertainment actually started as a magazine. Okay. Um, before he turned it into what it is now in 2015. I came aboard about 2016. Right. Mm-hmm. And from there, <clears throat> I think I met I met Stanley in in June in January of 2016. We became a couple probably in July of that year, and I moved down to Atlanta from Chicago to be with him and to do my music in August. Um, so before the year was out, the whole roster had to change from all the girls that were on the label previously, who. Some of them secretly wanted to be with Stanley. Some of them not so secretly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all these underlying issues that started coming out from people who seemed to genuinely want to be there for their music career, but there were other things going on. So I got a lot of flack because I guess I was the one girl who could <coughs> really, I guess, uh, lock him down, I guess. I didn't know it was a competition. I just came into the There was no competition. Yes, <laughs> it was. You and all your girls. Oh, yes, it was. No, just kidding. I always kept it business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I yeah. kept it well, business. Sure you did. Yeah. I, yeah, I hear, sure I, you did. We're picking up what you're laying down, Stan. Mm-hmm. You're, you're yeah. good. But Crystal was different <laughs> only in the sense that when I met her, it was I saw the seriousness in what she wanted to do. And... It was just a, it was just, it was just refreshing to be able to be with somebody and say, well, you know what, um, I don't I don't want to mess around because I want to keep it business. Because once you if you start something, then you you're opening yourself up for a lot of stuff. And that's why any girl that you know, then they would go on Facebook and say, how come you're not working on Stan anymore? Oh, he came on to me, and I just had to tell him I can't work like that. Yeah. So all that kind of stuff. And so I would tell people, like anybody, if anybody's not working with me, it's not because of me. It's because you, it's either you wanted something more out of this and the music wasn't what you really wanted to do. And that's the case. Like I said, even with Crystal, uh, when I met Crystal, she was just a breath of fresh air to me, you know, and uh, I liked her attitude and just it was just a different thing. She didn't sit there telling me I'm the baddest bitch out here. You're gonna, you know, I'm, we're gonna make money. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. You know, it just she just proved to me this is what I'm gonna do. And for, for a long time, Crystal was on the back burner for a long time. We we put other people ahead of Crystal. You know, so now when people say, "Oh, you should have favoritism," no, it's just that Crystal is right now her time to shine. And so the artists that we have now, uh, we got Selena, Sinead Relin. I, I got we got artists now that's all about the business. 
Because they're, they're, they're supportive. Right. They're supportive of each other. Talk um, to each other. Yeah. You know, you know, you know it's, it's a unit. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's going to take. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that's the thing, you know, so. And what bothers me the most is a lot of these girls are seriously super talented. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would love to have some of those girls still want to be on the team, you know, but mm-hmm. the damage is done and we're a little too far in. Never say never, but some of the girls are super talented. We have one girl who literally made her own music from scratch, like her own beats, her own arrangements. She was able to mix them and master them when she was finished, create her whole album, put it out. She was super talented, played all the instruments. Yeah. It's just amazing, but she had a, a different MO, I guess. And, you know, we all have things going on in our lives. Life, life definitely you know, <coughs> can get in the way. Um, sometimes I don't see how some artists make it because it's like, you know, you still have to support yourself and you want to put all of your time, money, and effort into the music. And we do that as much as we can. But we still have to, you know, live. We still have bills to pay. We still have, you know. And, and also, there's another thing, and we can touch on that too. And, and a lot of that is, um, you know, there's a lot of there's some drug issues with stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best cold. artists I ever had um, was it was a drug issue. Stan, you getting a call? Yeah, it's yeah. off now. I'm sorry okay. about that. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm just like I'm like somebody's calling in. Um, yeah, who was this? I, well, I, yeah. I didn't know we were a live show, but um, sorry, go on. You're about yeah. Well, he was mentioning about one particular young lady who arguably has one of the best voices to come through town. And it was very, very short-lived because she went on a binge. And it, it's very sad because it's not the first time that it happened for us. Um, but she's amazingly talented she's right. an r&b soul singer and she has the voice and sometimes it just takes more than talent you know i i i love to sing i'm not whitney houston but i work very hard and i put myself out there and i get in front of these crowds and Aww. i travel and i take my money and i invest it into myself and the hard work pays off along with the talent. You can't just be talented and think that that's enough. You have to work very hard. I have a lot of more work to do and work even even harder to really get out there. Okay. Well, um, actually, I guess uh, another side of the backlash that we were wanting to know about. <clears throat> and, and, and Stan, you kind of started to get into this earlier. Um, Really, like, take us, like, take us into the backlash. Oh, uh, take us into the backlash, like, within the community that you guys have gotten in terms of like getting venues and getting support and all that kind of stuff. Well, I haven't had any backlash, surprisingly. Okay. Um, we we don't get booked by any trans organizations or anything. That's not true. Well. Who? Oh, well, we had a, a, a we had one. Uh, the um, 
the thing we, we did, don't get as much support from the trans community as we feel we ought to, especially considering the fact that we support so many events. Mm-hmm. Um, we always go out and attend and support people, <coughs> um, but and we don't seem to, to always. Me, right? Yeah, we're going to Dallas in May. Yeah, cool. Um, to BTEC, which is Black Trans Advocacy Conference. We went last year in May, and that actually was one of the best and liber- most liberating experiences that I've ever had with that many trans men and women. Um, we were there for five days, and I didn't see any cattiness. I didn't see any fighting, no shade being thrown. I really felt the love. I really felt, um, I really had a different, you know, outlook. Um, and as far as the trans men that were there, it was so many of them. Um, it was very eye-opening. So I can't wait for us to go back again this year. We actually will be um, the talent coordinators for this event. Um, we'll be helping put together some things. I also want to do um, a PSA video um, with some demonstrations and things like that. So I'm really excited about that. It's a um, great well, the PSAs that we're talking about doing is that we're going to reverse the roles and we're going to show the what what if the world was all trans controlled and then so-called straight people are the the minority. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you walk into a bathroom and see a straight person trying to use a washroom and a trans person is humiliating them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an interesting. That's an interesting sort of. Uh, so we're going to kind of reverse some things. Let let people kind of see. That's an interesting psychological um, experiment, so to speak. Is, yeah. Uh, to yeah. Sort of have that. Sort of have that reversal. So, I want. I want to hear about why. Why are you guys getting? And Crystal, I know you said you you have gone to some trans events and you have been booked, but mm-hmm. uh, Stan a couple of times has said not really in the trans right. community. Why do you think you're getting? Um more more of the cold shoulder from the trans or lgbt community at large and the reason i ask this is because well one it's it's it was a curious question but also um because stan you said when you began this you began it as an lgbt event right uh the atlanta underground music um, awards yeah that's it the underground music awards and you 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 did it as an umbrella sort of thing and it became more focused which you know obviously we at a at our very niche podcast don't uh, have a problem with being more focused but um it's interesting to me that you would get uh more of the cold shoulder like people are like no well, don't really not really interested i don't take it personal i really view it as they already kind of have a circuit in in place and we're kind of just starting to penetrate it um, they already just have their go-tos when it comes to performing. Drag shows have been an American pastime favorite for a very long time. And so it's just normal for them to book a drag performer over one of us. But I think we are definitely starting to get more recognized. Um, and people are starting to ask for us by name a little bit more mm-hmm. nowadays. I've been with the company now for four years. So in the beginning, it did feel like we were definitely getting the cold shoulder, but I think we just had more work to do and to prove that we were here. And well, we've been approached by more lesbians mm-hmm. and studs to do things than anybody. 
Yeah, they definitely support us. We especially in the beginning, a lot a lot of the shows and performances and things that I had done were opportunities that were given by the lesbian community. Um and to this day like too, said, Crystal. Um mm-hmm. we um Sylvia Green, you know, with on blast radio. Um are people like her and Sylvia like Green, a killer ward. These are people that have definitely supported us. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I think our time is coming. I don't want to just say that they just shade us or just turn cold shoulders to us. I think we just we're not visible. Well, we just got back from New York, and Mm -hmm. we was in a straight venue there, Mm -hmm. uh, club called Pianos. Okay. And I was kind of nervous about it because it was you know this urban Brooklyn New York thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we got so much love out of that. We're going to be back there in August. Because, like I always say, let's just let the talent speak for itself. Right. Also, like I said before, we're trying to normalize trans living. So I'm not even sure that the people were aware that I was trans initially. Um, Because even in my music, I don't necessarily cover trans issues. Not to say that I'm not pro-trans, but I want my music to be relatable to everybody. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. And I I, I hear that. And I honestly, I think a lot of that goes a long way to just not, I don't want to say not acknowledge it, but I hear what Mm -hmm. you're saying of it's so much of a normal thing of life that we're not even going to really dwell on it. Yeah, it's um, just like a preacher, I say, that talks around a Bible and every single time you see him, he's throwing this Bible in your face. mm -hmm. It doesn't believe that you don't believe in God, it just means that I'm not trying to hear that right now, (laughs) you know? So you can't be so in your face all the time. I make subtle um, remarks in my my lyrics um, that are translated, but it's not to the point where it it, it can go over your head or you'll just receive it easily because we're not here to offend anybody. We're not trying to shove our trans issues in anybody's face or anything like that. I just want you to enjoy my music and I definitely want you to enjoy my performance when you see me. So Well certainly um, music music can be an excellent way of and, telling and, and that one story thing too. experience of another person. You know, and then I get some backlash because I get hate from a lot of trans women because I'm not trans. Oh, and well. so some trans women feel like, well how can you run an organization or a company dedicated to trans and you're not trans mm-hmm. and i get a lot of backlash on that well i get girls that just hate on me because they just hate oh yeah well i mean you're gonna get that we, well, we're aware yeah. of that yeah um yeah and that's what ultimately led to the decision to make me the president in the face really? of the company just so that it would be a trans figure mm-hmm. and that's just like party. saying you know if you're white you cannot back civil rights with black people. I, I mean, I hope. You know what I'm saying? I, can I get your permission? Can I back civil rights? I hope so. Exactly. <laughs> but I you... Mean, if, you guys, if you guys need me to leave the room, I guess. But, uh, right. Um, I mean, don't. I mean, make no mistake. I will take my seat and I will let you guys talk. But, oh, man. No, I, I hear you. I hear you right there. It's, it's that sort of you're an outsider. Why are right. you speaking for us? And it's supposed yeah. to... And it's unfortunate because we do get that backlash on the podcast too. It's you're an outsider. Why are you speaking to us? And we're saying right. that it's it's we're not trying to speak for you. We're trying to speak with you. Right. Um, Is it safe to... for me to ask? Are Please. either of you trans attracted? 
Who? Oh yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely totally safe to ask. We are we are we are both we are both trans attracted. That's why we came to okay, the podcast. Cool. That's why we made it. Uh, my fiance is trans. Oh cool, um, nice. Yeah. So and I am and, definitely trans attracted. Um, yeah. Actually, so that's I think how I first ran into Stan on Facebook. Um, we we are both a part of this um, trans supportive brotherhood. Right. Okay. Uh, Facebook page, and um, I think he posted some either him or another one of the brothers um, posted about his business on there, and I'm like, okay, let me check this out. And you know, once I really started digging into what the uh, Trans Entertainment Network really was, and I started following them on Instagram and saying, okay, man, they performing in Miami, they going to New York, they going, okay, they doing they doing it for real. This ain't no, <coughs> we we say we a label because you know. I think we all, all, all of us know, you know, in Atlanta, record labels and producers are a dime a dozen. Right. Exactly. You know, everybody want to be in that business, but they ain't really doing nothing. But y'all are out there. I can see proof that y'all are doing stuff out there. Oh, yeah. So, And that ties back to why I think we were getting the cold shoulder. People just wanted to see consistency from us. And we've uh, shown that. And now I think we're starting to definitely get our accolades and recognition. Right. Yeah, and yeah. there does there does seem to be you know to, to piggyback on what you're saying, Crystal. There does seem to be get a phone call, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> you better pick that up. Your boy's looking for you. Um, but, Hello. Um, uh, anyway. Um, All right, man. I'm on my way. Crystal, right. uh, as we were saying. Um, Piggyback on whatever you were saying, and I lost my train of okay, thought halfway along. But, so, because we got a phone call, and we're gonna we're gonna cut that section out. But um, as, as you were saying, Crystal, to piggyback on what you were saying is is it seems to me that there is a a time frame, even if you are trans. Like I know that you're the face of the company now, um, and that you are trans. But it, it seems that there's always some sort of of barrier, and you just kind of have to be around long enough. Before yeah. you're before you're in the inner circle, people have yeah. to be like, okay, you've been around, you've done your time, come on in, that that sort of thing. Yeah, you got to pay your dues. Right. And I, I honestly think, and I know you guys didn't ask this question, but I'm going to go into it anyway. Oh boy, I like it. it needs to be said. Oh, um, I don't think that me being trans will be my biggest barrier. I believe that it will. I honestly, I believe that the color of my brown skin will be a bigger barrier than the fact that I'm trans. Interesting. Um, yes, colorism is a big barrier in the music industry for mm-hmm. dark-skinned people. It's not that they don't want black people, mm-hmm. it's dark-skinned black people. And that is a really big issue. There's a girl who is in the industry right now, her name is Normani Corday, and she is by far one of the most talented artists to come across in a very long time and she definitely does not get the accolades that she deserves and I'm almost 100% sure that it's her dark skin tone that is stopping her because there's no reason that she shouldn't be on the same level as Ariana Grande and Camila Cabello and these other girls who are talented as well but you know Normani is over there kicking ass and doing everything that she can, and there's still barriers. So when people ask me, um, it just have to, has my transition been a, a barrier? I don't think so, because as Stanley said, we go to straight venues all the time, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we'll get a better response from the crowd than the other performers. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's, I'd see, that's that's something that I had never considered, and you know, of course, that's my that's my whiteness speaking, and I, I say that a little tongue in cheek, but I also say that with earnestness that I mm-hmm. never I would never have considered that, mm-hmm. um, because to me that sounds completely fucking ridiculous. But it's mm-hmm. interesting that that would be your barrier and not your transness being your barrier. Um, yeah, because they're looking for trans talent, and um, well, that's what I was just gonna ask you. Do you think? Do you think? trans talent and trans people are coming more to the forefront they're being more sought out and not i don't mean as as a sideshow or as a circus act but do you think it's it's coming more well they are being sought out as a sideshow oh no no i have sometimes i I have no doubt that and then we have amazing people that come through and really prevail with their talents and shut all Mm -hmm. this shit down oh that's yeah that's like laverne cox who's a serious actress and they may have casted her on Orange is the New Black as a gag or a kiki, but yeah. she turned out to be a breakout star. And, um, you know, that's one thing about us. We'll let you think that, you know, you're, okay, I'll play into it. I'll let you think that, you know, this is going to be a laughing point, but I'm going to sock it to you and that's really, really let you have it. Just like everybody on the cast of Pose, there is some serious acting going on on that TV show. Where that TV show leaves you emotional, it makes you happy, it makes you angry, it makes you laugh, it makes you sad. You feel all these emotions from an all predominantly trans cast. Mm-hmm. And so there are people breaking barriers. We have very powerful people in positions nowadays, from sports to politics to movies, but we don't have it in music yet. Well, and uh, yeah, so that's guys, what we're trying guys, to get to. You guys are on the forefront to change that, and I, I like I like that 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 sort of we'll let you think that that's that's fierce that's getting your foot in the door yeah, that's jamming absolutely. it and i like yeah. that because it's yeah. taken every opportunity to get yourself heard and get yourself a voice um exactly. you know i imagine it's real difficult and this isn't this isn't so much you were talking about you know you having darker skin crystal but it's mm-hmm. as i imagine as a trans woman of color I imagine it's hard because I imagine in this society that we live in without getting too political, but I imagine that your voice has been stripped from you, or at least it attempts, it, people attempt to strip it from you rather. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, 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 that's empowering to hear you say, no, fuck that. It's like, I, I will use your misjudgments about me yeah. to regain my voice. Exactly. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, Chris, Chris, um, you you wanted to say something about uh, about artists? Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go in a minute. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, let's let's real quick. Um, mm-hmm. one one more question. Uh, I want to kick mm-hmm. over to Chris. Chris had some questions about uh, just artists in general, music people in general, and whatnot. Because oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. a music this guy. Is, so. This is definitely a lighter question, guys. I I really just want to know who you feeling in the business right now. Like, who's really out there doing their thing? As far as um, mainstream music is concerned, yeah, yeah, just just music in general. Like, who's who's that person that you look into? Like, who's that who's that person you bumping in your car the most right now? Um, well, to be honest, um, lately I've actually been listening to Ariana Grande a lot. She's grown a lot as an artist, and she's consistently putting music out, which is one thing that I think of this generation that you have to do, you have to be consistent because once you stop putting the music out and you lose that that momentum, then you go down. But my my absolutely favorite artist of all time will always be Beyonce. 
period. I mm. look up to her. Shout out to um, Yeah, she, I mean, she's amazing vocally and she's an awesome performer. There's not too many people that can hold my attention to sit down and watch them um, put on a show. Um, especially not with that caliber and the way that she does it. And I definitely strive to be as great as a performer um, as she is. Um, her music has always been inspiring to me. Even if I wasn't going through things, it made me feel like I wanted to be going through something so I could really be into the music. But um, I've had a pretty good life. Um, I don't have the, the family issues so much like most trans women. I have the support of my family. Um, so, you know, they know that one of my favorite artists is Beyonce. So even when I was younger, they bought me her music and, you know, I would always listen and she's been very consistent over her career. Well, Ooh, hey, a few decades now. No, Stan, what you got, man? I kind of, I have to agree with Crystal. Yeah. I really have to agree with, the, with, with that, with Beyonce, the consistency and what she does. Um, and Janelle Monet as well. Okay. Cool. You know, I like Janelle Monae. Mm. You know. Yep. I can. Hey, I can. I can dig that. You know, even even though I don't listen to Beyonce's music, I know that she's a force to be reckoned with. So if yeah. you're gonna choose somebody, you, you might as well go all the way to the top. You know. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Well, hey, I, I want to say I appreciate you, both of you coming on, Stan. I know you got to get going here, so yeah. we'll uh, we'll get ready to close this out. Chris, any final thoughts on this one? Oh, I just no, want to man, say I, thank I just... you guys. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, Chris or Crystal? My bad. Chris, go oh, ahead. Chris, well, I mean, hey, if you get, if you if you're ready yeah, to yeah. jump in, you can jump right on in. Go go for it. I was just gonna say thank you guys for having us. It was a, a fun fun interview. Um, we oftentimes have interviews that ask us, you know, the the, the, the crazy questions, which we don't mind. We're pretty prepared for it. Nothing's really off the table. But thank you guys for this experience. Oh, yeah, certainly. Yeah, no problem. I, and after y'all make it, y'all better come back. Oh, for sure. Really. Like oh, absolutely. 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 Yeah, or just bring us to a show. I'd like to go to a show. Yeah, I want hey. to be Beyonce. Yeah, well, when everybody that, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, no, but for real, thank you. Thank you guys for taking the time and talking to us. Um, you know, it's a real privilege to uh, speak to other people that are really breaking down barriers and are on the forefront of things, and especially. Uh, in the more artistic realm of yeah of life um man i just love speaking to couples that are in healthy relationships yes thank you so, for being that example y'all absolutely. all right <laughs> well we have to do this again next time it could be absolutely. all about the relationship because we got a lot to tell you guys oh we, we'd all love right. we'd love to hear about it so we'll be in touch for <laughs> that so um yeah. once again thank you guys uh that's thank you. uh stan and crystal from trans uh entertainment network uh real quick guys where can people find you uh, just go to transentertainmentnetwork.com. Okay. All of our social media links will be Everything's there. Everything's there. All of our upcoming events will be there. Music and a whole bit. We have sounds... a blog there so that you can keep up with us. Sounds great. And we will Ooh. link you guys in the show notes. So that has been Trans Talk for Men. Uh, I don't have anything else. And so uh, until next time, I've been Eric. And I'm Chris. See you guys later. Thank you so Peace. much. Bye-bye.